0: Yesterday, we talked about identifying distractions, mm-hmm. and we we're getting to the place of destroying distractions. We want to destroy distractions. Yeah. We want to destroy them, all right? Because those distractions can completely sabotage your destiny. Yeah. Don't let them get in the way. Don't yeah. let them get in the way, guys. Destroy them. But then first, you have to identify them. If you didn't watch yesterday, you got to go back and watch yesterday. We'll put the link in the comments and in the information down below. But you got to watch that because that is so very important to uh, basically bringing God's destiny for you to pass. You can't have the distractions of the world. So we talked about that. Today, we're going to talk point blank. How do you get rid of them? What's going on? How can you walk free of distractions free of everything that's going to be holding you down. Pastor John, do you remember the verse that talks about, basically, don't be uh, tangled up in the affairs of the world. Mm -hmm. Set aside, another verse, the verse says, uh, set aside everything, cut it off that so easily sin, that so easily besets us. A lack of faith is sin. So anytime that we let distractions get us out of faith and moving forward, that's
1: something that's holding us yep. down,
0: tying us back. We're commanded to destroy them,
1: yep, yep. cut it off of our lives. Yep. Are you ready to talk? I'm about ready it? because most people think when they read that verse that sins, they try and identify a yeah. verb sin, something that they do that is a sin. Instead, they yes. should recognize it's anything you do verb sin is from a fallen mindset noun sin. Correct. And setting Correct. aside that noun sin is the sin that you need to lay aside because yes. the verbs will take care of itself once you get the noun right. Yes, Amen. A little English Amen. lesson. There we go. Thank
0: you so very much, and uh, for all those that were not good at English, <laughs> we'll explain. Keep watching. <laughs> Amen. That's right. So let's go to this. Uh, let's go to Second Corinthians chapter three and v- or chapter ten, verse three through six. I, I read ahead too fast. So 2 Corinthians chapter ten, verse three through six. And uh, will
1: you read that?: Sure. Sure, I will.: For though we walk, we I'm oh, sorry, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not at are of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses Amen. strongholds. We talked about that a lot yesterday.
0: Uh, and, let, and let's talk about before we move on, let's talk about those fortresses and strongholds. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, they have this idea that there's this big bad demon sitting there. Yeah. There's this big bad demon there holding like a fort, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's fortified it like Lord of the Rings. That's right. Yes. And, you know, Helm's Deep. And they're sitting there shooting arrows at you because you're trying to attack the fort. Yes. But the context here, if you read the very next verse, it says, but we're destroying speculations or vain imaginations. Mm -hmm. In other words, we're taking every thought captive. So the stronghold that we're talking about is not some demon right. that's, trying, that's you know fortified himself and dug in, not in the way that you think. No, this is spiritual. Actually, the stronghold is a set way of thinking mm-hmm. and a concrete way of thought. This is, this is the context of this. So most people think, no, I can keep thinking about that. No, that's just who I am. No, that's the stronghold that's trying to destroy your life, and you have to take it down spiritually. Mm -hmm. You can't just give yourself over to any thought that comes and passes through your mind. And people will say, well, that's just who I am. That's how I think. That's hypocritical. No, that's who you were in the flesh. Who you are now is a completely righteous thinking, only God thoughts, Mm -hmm. only thoughts of victory, only thoughts of supply. That's who you are now. You're being hypocritical to allow those thoughts to keep being a stronghold, to keep keep taking uh, the main position in your mind. That's actually the
1: hypocritical yeah, part. To so. think about it, to give it credibility, to give Correct. it, yeah. just to give it a place in your life is being hypocritical because Jesus didn't yeah. give it a place
0: Correct. in his life.
1: And if he did it, he was an example of us, not yes. just for us, but of us. If he did it and he said, follow me, he's empowering us to do what he did Yes, as yes. he did it. Yeah.
0: A lot of times I've found that people don't realize how powerful their thoughts are Yeah, and and so you can, I could, you know, I could just sit here and start describing, like, your favorite dessert or mm-hmm. your favorite meal. Right. And by, if I did that for just a few minutes, you're going to start longing for it so much that at the end of the broadcast, you're going to be like, forget what they're talking about. I'm going to go get, you know, right. whatever it is. Right. And I'm going to go get that food. I'm going to go get that dessert. Why? Because your thoughts are designed mm-hmm. to bring things into manifestation. Yeah. Your thoughts are designed to bring things into being, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is why, think about this, this is how we're made. Going all the way back to Babel, mm-hmm. he says they'll be able to do anything yep. they set their mind to. Yep. They'll be able to accomplish anything that they set themselves on. Yep. Well, where are we talking about setting it? You know, in, If you talk about set your heart on it, you're literally talking about your mind. Mm-hmm. You're actually talking about where the decision points take place. Yep. So whether they set their heart on it or set their mind on it, they're able. And that's what God yeah. said about people. Yep. And he basically set a ceiling there that that said you can't go beyond this because you'll end up destroying yourself. The only thing that you can do and should be able to do without limits is whatever God's asked you to do. But that doesn't mean that you can't completely sidetrack and derail your life if you are thinking on the wrong things, which is why God warns us about it, gives us a verse like this. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and it's... It's that Tower of Babel, that word for mind, it's their imagination. It's their thoughts, what they meditate on. It's, they are, God was saying basically anything that they have the capacity to imagine. Yes. They can bring it to pass. Correct. And and that is so powerful because now in our new redeemed state, our righteous state, if we imagine and think about the word and meditate on the word and what it says we who it says we are, what we can do, yes. then we can bring that to pass in our life as well. Correct,
0: correct. Well, and I'll before we move on, I want to quote what Emily said. Mm-hmm. She said, totally stealing this <laughs> from Bill Johnson. And, and before I read the quote, when you are born again, your spirit man yeah. is made completely brand new. That's right. It is righteous on the same level that God is righteous. Yeah. That's the real you. That's right. That and it's so well. Uh, Pastor so Bill Johnson says this, a true hypocrite is someone who only does something when they feel like it. Yep. Yikes. Yeah. Like that, you just describe most of the American church. Yep. Like, I, I don't feel like it, so I'm going to do go do that. And mm-hmm. they don't want to be a hypocrite. That's the hypocrite yep. because you're actually being hypocritical to who you really are. That's right. In the spirit. And so it's just amazing. Hey, Adam. And so <laughs> one of the things that you see is... That when you start thinking about something, if you can imagine this, uh, when you start thinking about something, you literally start digging out the foundation Mm -hmm. and pouring the cement on that stronghold. So you can have a fortified system of thought. Literally, it can be good or bad. Mm -hmm. Now, what it's talking about destroying here are the bad, the vain imaginations, the speculations, so when you're thinking on something that's not of God or not heavenly, you start digging the foundations. you start pouring the cement, and you give it enough time, you're going to have to break out the yeah. sledgehammers to take it down. Yeah. So the better thing to do is never pour that foundation, never allow it to get built up inside that's of right. you recognize the distraction, recognize yeah. the speculation early, mm-hmm. and do something about it, which
1: is what we're going to talk about today. And that was so. yesterday we talked about recognizing it early. Correct. And, yes. and getting information early because, you know, if you have a weed that is just, you know, a little bit above the ground, it's yes. easy to pull out. But if you leave it and let it grow or take a tree, you you can get rid of a tree early. Yeah. Just yeah. grab it and pull it out. But if you let it go for Months, years, roots. and so many yeah. people have had so many roots of things in them for years yes. and decades that they try to pull it out now, and it's like they thought they did. Correct. They yeah. got the leaves off. Yeah. But you know, it's it's, it's still, still there. there. Oh yeah, and they there. might even yeah. trim it at the base, but it keeps it growing because grow the roots yeah. are still there. That's right. That's right. We
0: have uh, yeah. buddy and I would go and play like disc golf. Mm-hmm. And uh, down here we have a whole lot of pine trees, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, you would be amazed sometimes, like if it rained a whole lot and mm-hmm. one of those pine trees fell over. And pine trees are, their root system is not like, it's, it's pretty normal to see those blown over because yes. their root system is not that deep. Yeah. So I'm talking about a root system that's not that good And yet, when they lay over, you can have a mound of dirt, like Mm -hmm. a disc, that's like 12, and I've seen them even 20 feet in in diameter, and you're like, man, what's this wall doing in the middle of the forest? And (laughs) it's the root system of a tree that actually blows over pretty easy. And that's the way thoughts can get inside Mm -hmm. of us. That's the way those strongholds can get. Mm. So how important is it? to deal with them early before they even get in their yeah. well, yeah. right? And you get like an oak tree. I've only seen one oak tree actually fall over. I've seen mm-hmm. other ones along mm-hmm. the way, but very rare. But I actually saw one fall over. Man, and it had been raining. It was sure. a big, big, big storm. That's the only way it could do it. Their root system, man, you get those things. You can't get them up out of the no. ground. They're not, they're not blowing over like that unless there's a major problem. Yeah. So, and that's the way many strongholds of a corrupted world and of sin are. Yeah. And our job—it's it, not God who's supposed to deal with these strongholds, <laughs> with these fortresses. He already dealt with He's them. He's already commanded us <laughs> yeah. to take what He did and apply it to yep. them. And so let, let's let's yep. continue on here. Uh, verse five says, "We are destroying speculation." Yes destroying. Now, I want to point out here, Mm. let's first talk about what a speculation is. It's a distraction against the things of God. It's a distraction technique that the enemy Mm -hmm. uses that gets you thinking and building an enemy against yourself. So I want you to think about this. Uh, Put this in the comments. A wrong thought Mm -hmm. equates to me building an enemy against myself. Hmm. So every time I give my thinking yep. to a wrong thought, I'm creating an enemy that down the road I'm going to have to fight. <laughs> well, who wants to do that? I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no. But do you know how many people do this? Like this, why is, why is the Lord telling us about it here? Why is, he, why is he telling us about it in his word? Why is he telling us about it? Because people were going to do it. Yeah. you know. It's like, why did he give us the verse, don't get weary in well-doing? Because he knew that as we went about well-doing, <laughs> people would get weary about it. So he'd tell them, hey, by the way, when you get to that point, don't do that. <laughs> right. Right? Right. Don't, don't give in to that. You know? Keep doing the well-doing. Keep pushing forward. Correct. Keep stepping. He's telling us because he knew we would do it. Yeah. Same thing here. He knew this would be something. And so he's telling us, don't do it. So uh, put it in the comments. Don't do it. Amen. (laughs) But we are destroying speculation. First thing is speculation. Uh, I'll read the rest of the verse and then come back to the definition. (laughs) We are destroying speculation and every, not just some of, every (laughs) lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. Yeah. Now, the knowledge of God is going to be very important here. Mm -hmm. But I want you to see that the point of the speculation or the King James will say like vain imaginations, right? The point of it is to loft itself higher than God. In other words, it's trying to take the throne. A wrong thought contrary Mm -hmm. to the knowledge of God is always going to take the throne take control. Yeah. It's always going to take control or try to take control. It tries to become Lord
1: in your life and direct your life.
0: Correct. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why would we, if Jesus is our Lord, mm-hmm. why would we allow any enemy of God to come into our thought life? It's an enemy of God mm-hmm. trying to take control over Christ yeah. in our lives. And it's setting, trying to set up a stronghold that now we're, if we're going to have victory in the future, we're gonna have to fight it. Yep. Yep. I don't want any extra battles. Like <laughs> right. I've, I've, I've got, got plenty. Of... <laughs> I've got plenty of battles. I don't I definitely yeah. don't want to be the creator right. of my own battle. Right? right, right. All right. But can you see how these what are we talking about? We're not talking about like major sin, what most people mm-hmm. consider major sin. We're talking about just a fault. Yeah. It's I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, that's what he's defining as an enemy of God and a stronghold, yeah. a fortress of the enemy. Mm-hmm. All right. And we are taking, all right, so we're taking every, we're destroying every lofty mm-hmm. thing, and we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Yeah, And we are ready. We're ready. Mm-hmm. Put it in the comments. I'm ready. I'm ready, ready. to handle business. That's I'm right. ready to handle every thought. We're ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete, so in other words, he's saying this thing that's this thought that's lofting itself against God that's contrary to the knowledge of god this this imagination, mm-hmm. this thought that you need to take captive, your job, and you're yeah. commanded by God to punish that thought, which means completely destroy it and dismantle it mm-hmm. and never let it have a foothold yeah. in your life and in your thinking yep. again, yep. ever. So mm-hmm. now let's look at speculations and let's define. We did a really good teaching on this a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and um, but I want you to see this. A speculation, according to the Bible, is this. Any lowly, or in other words, it's something that thinks lower than God. In other words, if you're thinking, well, if I just feel a little bit better, then I'm good with that. But God wants you to be all the way healed. Mm -hmm. That's a lowly thought, and it's contrary to the knowledge of God. And the obedience of Christ. Correct. It's it's contrary Mm -hmm. to, well, Jesus didn't just carry half of our sicknesses. Right. He carried all of our sicknesses, right. right? right? So that's a thought that's headed in the right direction, but it's still lower than it Mm -hmm. should be. So any speculation that is a lowly or earthly thought, Mm -hmm. a lowly or earthly reasoning, or logic, like your logic is not king, and we're going to talk about that specifically in a minute, Yeah. (laughs) or imaginations, Mm -hmm. imaginations. And then he said, all right, so... I'm going to come back to those definitions. So any lowly or earthly put you can put this in the comment. A, a speculation or a vain imagination yeah. is of a, a ungodly corrupted speculation that we're supposed to destroy. Is any lowly or earthly thought, mm-hmm. reasoning, logic or imagination, yeah. And it, it's in vanity or pride against God. Any lowly earthly thought, reasonings, logic, or imagination. And I look at the commandment of God. He, first of yeah. all, I've already pointed out, he says, every one of them were to every lofty thing we're
1: supposed to cast down. Well, he can't mean everyone because that's, that's, that's everyone.
0: a lot. Everyone!
1: Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. Everyone, <laughs>
0: Pastor John. Okay. What, <laughs> okay. Good. And uh, just just making sure you're all right. I'm not letting that thought get no, in your No problem. Yes. I'm yes. Every walking, thought, amen. even the thought about every. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Every <laughs> lofty thing, and every thought. So we're not talking about just a yeah. few. We're talking about all of them. And what does he say to do with them at the beginning of verse five? We destroy, destroy them. It is not okay to ignore speculations. It's not okay to mm-hmm. sweep speculations under the carpet, vain imaginations, yeah. your, that earthly logic. It's not okay to do any of that stuff. Yes. Our job, our command is to destroy it. Yeah. Destroy it to the place where anytime it ever comes back to you, you ha- there's no place, there's no ledge for mm-hmm. it to grab on. Onto in your thinking, yep. I'm destroying it. It has no life left. It has no ability ever to form a stronghold again, mm-hmm. ever. Our job is not to put up with it. Our job is our, Your job is not to keep putting up with bad feelings. Your nice. job is not to keep putting up with the thought that's contrary to what God told you to do. Your job is to destroy it. That's the command. Destroy it. Yeah. Take it captive, so it's bound and can no longer function, mm-hmm. and cast it back down to hell, yep. right? Yep, under start, your feet forever, forever. Right? Yep. Forever, right? Yep. This is this is where we're supposed to live. We're supposed to destroy it. So I watch. I watch mm-hmm. a lot of times, and I've done this too, mm-hmm. where I put up with it or I ignored it, but I didn't deal with it. Right? I didn't deal with it spiritually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're not to tolerate them. We are to destroy them. Yep. So stop thinking it's okay to let it keep coming back.
1: Or I've done this to myself. I've done something and now this is the consequence. So I have to, you know, Correct. it's just something I have to deal with. No, it's not.
0: No, that's a lowly, yeah. that's a lowly thought. Yep. Yeah. That's a lowly thought. So many times Many times I'll see that, and people are okay with that. Well, it just keeps trying to come back. Well, do something about it, you know? Right. Like, deal with it. Destroy that mm-hmm. thing. But they don't know how to, and they've never been taught to. That that seems like that's just fanatical. No, mm-hmm. that's just Bible. Yeah. Yep. It's just Bible. You don't put up with an enemy. Think about this. What would you do if you're fighting a war, and the enemy, you recognize mm-hmm. them, you know, you're in blue, they're in red, and all of a sudden you see the enemy in red mm-hmm. behind all the blue line, and they start digging out trenches. What are you going to do? Destroy them. Uh, you, you better <laughs> right because they they put up they pop up a little fortress yeah. right behind your lines. They're going to take new they they're going to take the
1: line right. You, you know you're in
0: trouble. You better kill them quick yep. right. You destroy them fast. So you the now think think about this. Here's the issue: is that most people they're like, well, they're just thoughts. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, no! They're not just thoughts. They're seeds. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, they're seeds of a demonic corruption, and they're digging out trenches, trying to constantly build a fortress so that you have an, a harder enemy to fight. Yep. And you don't you don't do that. So, like, if I have any sickness ever going on in my body. Mm-hmm. I don't wait for two or three days to pray over that thing. The moment I feel yeah. the little, oh, that didn't feel quite right. I'm like, in the name of Jesus, I am the healed of the <laughs> right. Lord. Body be well now. I don't let that thought even get in there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I deal with it right then. I deal with it right then. Uh, the Lord gave me years ago, uh, just an example, like if you took a, a mud ball and you threw it up on the wall, mm-hmm. Right. Wipe it off right then. Don't let it get dry. Because right. if you let it get dry, it's going to stain the it's wall. Worse, it yeah. might chip the paint away and mm-hmm. everything. Deal with it right then yeah. when it's fresh. Yep. And that's the way it is with thoughts. And we're commanded
1: to destroy them. Mm-hmm. We're commanded to destroy them. So. And these these verses are very absolute. Every, every, Correct. all Correct. complete. It's not suggesting that we do most of them. Or there's a few that nope. aren't as harmful. There's a few nope. that are okay, just to live with because, you know, we're in this fallen world and you're going to have the... No, Correct. It's you are not supposed to live according to this fallen mindset. You're supposed to live according to the mind of Christ and who we are in the eyes of God. That's, how, yes. that's why Jesus died, to redeem us back to an identity, to a uh, righteous state that we don't have to live under this world system. Yes. We can yes. live above it. So the lofty thing that's going up... We're supposed to cast it down and live in that lofty position that God has called us to. Yes.
0: Well, and the deception that I find is that most people have lived in this world with these thoughts for so long. They don't think that they're a big thing, just like they don't think what they speak is a big thing. But we're actually talking about kingdom spiritual laws Mm -hmm. here. And the devil knows them because he fell because of them right yep. he fell because of them so he utilized them to cause us to fall too that's right and because we've been thinking, and and i want i want you to see this because we've so identified with the with the person we see in the mirror yep. and we have not identified with the spirit man mm-hmm. the real you the one who's really born again on the inside the spirit of man, mm-hmm. we've not identified with God yeah. when we've been born again. We've continued to identify with the flesh man. That's right. And so every fleshly thought that comes up in our head, we actually think that's us. That's right. No, no, that's the old man. That's my that's thoughts. That's not the new uh, man. Yeah. that That's the old man's thoughts that you're supposed to crucify. But we—we're—we we don't know. Most people mm-hmm. have no idea about the three parts of man. Spirit, soul, and body. Yep. And if you don't know that, we'll put the link in the comments, uh, the three parts. Man, one yep. of the most important teachings you can ever get
1: about yep. the Bible. It is literally a key That's to right. unlocking Unlock. yep. what's in this Word. That's what we yep. taught on. We're teaching on that on uh, Hope for You last week. Praise And then God. next week we're going to continue teaching on it because it's vital. It's so important. It is vital. If you don't get that, yeah. you can't understand you just cannot understand what the Word's really telling you. True. Because when it says, cast down every thought, how can I do that? I have these thoughts all the time. Yes, yeah. Because it's it's the old person's thought, the new you, the reborn, the righteous you can say, no, That's identify it like we talked about yesterday. That's not of God. That's not from the Word. That gets cast down. I don't give it time. I don't speculate on it. I don't meditate on it. I don't imagine what would happen if I do it. I just cast it down, and I move on, and I replace it with the Word.
0: Yes. Yeah, and that's, so it becomes very important for what we did yesterday. In order yeah. to deal with this properly, you have to identify the yep. distractions. Yep. In order to identify the distractions, the first thing is know when there are distractions so you know what the <laughs> truth yep. actually is. Yep. Let, let's look at this. This is another way to tell. Okay, so we talked about this in our teaching a few weeks ago, uh, the victory line. The victory line, okay? So there's a line that the Bible establishes in context, the victory line. There's a line that the Bible establishes, and in that line is everything above it is triumph Mm -hmm. and no lack, and everything below it is failure, at least on some part, and lack, right? And uh, Buddy put the link in the comments about the three parts of man. So one of the things that you see is that uh, that you see that Jesus tells us this in, in the Word, mm-hmm. that like 2 Corinthians 2, 14, thanks be unto God who always mm-hmm. leads us in triumph in Christ, yep. always. So there's never a time that God is not leading us to triumph. That's right. So if we are ever thinking about a lack of triumph, or below triumph, or below the fullness of triumph, then we're saying that that's okay. That's right. Anything below the victory line is a speculation. It yep. is a vain imagination trying to present itself higher than what God says. That's right. Yep. He also says in Psalm eighty-four, eleven, that uh, He is not withholding any good thing to those who walk uprightly. So every good thing is above that victory line. Every bad thing's down here. So now when we think, I wonder if this is going to work out, well, where does that place on the line? If there's a possibility for defeat. If there's a possibility mm -hmm. for failure, that is an imagination that's in vanity trying to present itself higher than what God said. Yeah. All right, so now anything that's lower than the victory line, Mm -hmm. anything lower than the victory line is a speculation, is a reasoning, is a logic of the world, lowly and worldly, and it's a vain imagination. So you can learn to identify very quickly in that way. We want to make sure that we are not doing that. We want to make sure anything that's not victorious, anything that is... Uh, not victorious or in lack, that's a speculation. It's meant to be destroyed by the commandment of God. I don't put up with it. It's not okay to think on that. Mm -mm. Why would you think that this is not going to work out? Why would you think that it's going to be less than victorious? When you have God and you're in his family, you have an inheritance, and you have that character of God and the Mm -hmm. promise of God, why would you think of anything else? Like, we should not even be considering that, yeah. right? Now, of course, many people don't know the promises of God, so they don't know what's available, Correct. or they're trying to believe for something. For example, if God never told you to believe God for a Ferrari, he never gave you that word to believe for right. a Ferrari, right. and you're out there trying to believe for a Ferrari, and then you know the Holy Ghost is like, I never told you to believe for that. Mm-hmm. Some people would say, Well, that's just failure. I'm not believing that, and not realizing that's the Holy Ghost trying to correct what you thought God said. Yeah. Right? right. You're right. you're trying to believe for something you have no word on. Then mm-hmm. without a word, you don't have faith, you're in presumption. Yep. Right? So that's where humility really takes, hunger and humility really takes, Of yep. it should take, a first-class seat
1: in our lives. That's right. It, it's, it has to be, those have to be first and foremost. And, you know, you talk about that presumption, just because, you know, if God did it for one person, he'll do it for you. Well, yes, he'll bless you, but it, the specifics of that, like if he tells yes. you to believe for a Ferrari, Yes. so I'm like, oh, well, I want a Ferrari. Well, if he didn't yeah. tell me to believe for a Ferrari, then he may have told me to believe for a truck, but I really like the Ferrari. Yeah, there's no it's, supply for there's it. There's no supply. And he's, he's trying to lead me to victory, yes. but because I still am thinking outside of the above or below the victory line, Correct. I now place myself in a position of defeat. I've created Correct. that fortress against myself.
0: Correct. And what we realize is when we see the character and nature of God and the love of God, yes. if yeah. he told you to have the truck and didn't tell you to have the Ferrari... There's a reason yep. that that's going to be much better.
1: Somebody's going to give me yeah. a bass boat to tow.
0: Yeah, correct. It, <laughs> and that's why it's going to be much that's better right. is because he said it. He yes. sees everything and knows what's going to be best for you because he's not withholding any good thing. So when you Man. come to know yeah. that about him, you can literally get unbiased say, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, that's what I want to do. That's right. And it will be the best because I know you. Rem- and, yep, remember yep. back here where it says in verse 5, uh, yeah. it's raised <laughs> up against the knowledge of God. That's right. We've got to know him. Mm-hmm. We've got to know him. Same verse in the victory line, 2 Corinthians 2.14. Mm-hmm. Thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him. Yes. So it's the knowledge of him and revelation of the yeah. knowledge of him yeah. that will help us to see what's a distraction and what's not. And so I it's, want I want you to, you brought these scriptures up, yeah. 1 Timothy 1, yeah. 3 through 7. Do you have something you need to go to first? Well,
1: I... I'll get to it. I'll okay, get to okay. it. It's, it's, I'm, I'm like I don't know how far ahead I'm going to jump, so I'm just going <laughs> to I'm going to just go along with this.
0: <laughs> well, let's move through yeah, these because yeah. what we're going to do, we're going to talk about these scriptures here quickly, yeah. and then we're going to talk about okay, what if we're not supposed to think on this on speculation? What are we to think on? And then we're going to talk about how to destroy distraction speculation. This sounds like two or three days to me, but we're going to do it in the next twenty minutes. <laughs> I believe in us. Amen.
1: <laughs> That's above the line I, I, thinking, right? I
0: don't, I don't think you believe in us, I, Pastor John. You know, I'm, I'm
1: working on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 1 Timothy 1, 3 yeah. through 7. Yep. Uh, just, just read it in the... Uh, in a, all right. Yeah. It says, this is Paul writing to Timothy. He says, when I left for Macedonia, I urged you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth. He didn't say to put up with it, to tolerate, to be understanding. He said to stop it.
0: Yes. Um, in in that church, right? In the people that it, it goes to this. If there's somebody in church that's yeah. uh, teaching something contrary to truth, stop it. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody outside the church that's that's teaching something contrary to the truth, stop listening to it. That's right. right. That's right. Stop stop
1: listening to that podcast. And why? <laughs> Very good. And he, and he says, verse 4 says, don't let them waste their time. See, it's not just yes. because of for something for you. It's for them. Correct. It's yeah. loving them. If you recognize somebody's thinking wrong, you need to help them see that they're thinking in the wrong direction. They're thinking below the line so they can put their life back on the right direction. It says don't let no, them...
0: Now, let me... He's talking to Timothy, who's a pastor. That's so true. he's telling him, in your authority, you help the people that you're pastoring. He's not necessarily telling you to go correct all the other congregants. That's
1: yes, good okay. distinction. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, sir. Uh, don't let them waste their time in endless discussion of myths and spiritual pedigrees. These things only lead to meaningless speculations, which don't help people live a life of faith in God.
0: So let's look at this. So when they are teaching that's contrary to the knowledge of God, mm-hmm. contrary to the truth, don't engage in that. That's right. Stop it in your life. Don't waste your time in an endless discussion of myths. In mm-hmm. other words, you're talking about something all these people talk about. It's like there's certain topics that people bring. well, have you heard about this in the Bible? And have you heard about the giants? And you heard about Lilith? And you heard about, you know, okay. what about that Noah movie and stuff like that? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That basically has nothing to do with your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and people will go on, and they're going to believe what they want to believe forever. Yep. Why are you wasting your time talking about something that's not important, right? Mm-hmm. He says, I know Christ, and I preach Christ and him crucified. That's right. What did he do? What did the passion buy? What did the passion of Christ buy mm-hmm. for everybody? And what's your job as a minister to minister what 2 Corinthians 5 says? reconciliation to the world. That's right. Don't get hung up in this. Endless genealogies. Well, I'm following this and 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 this. And you just like circular where you never stop, but you never produce anything. That's right. And he says... Want, don't do this, that give rise to more speculation, mm-hmm. more of this endless, lowly logic, even if it's on the Word. Right. I watch this this deceive and hold mm-hmm. people captive for years, and they're like, I'm studying the Word. No, you're actually going in a circle, yeah. and your your spiritual level's going down, but you don't see it.
1: Yeah, and what's happening is they're, they've jumped from spirit um, discernment to reason, and logic. And yes, so they take the word. Correct. Now they're trying to logically figure out how it's going to work in their life. And yes. they get in this endless circle and they look at themselves and their qualifications and, and don't yes. know if this is exactly the way it fits. And that, you know, it might work for you, but for me, and they get in all this distraction and it's meaningless, it's pointless, yes. it's contrary to the word, and it's producing. it will produce death.
0: When you have even the truth of God, yeah. but you are trying to apply it through the lowly logic, mm-hmm. you're not going to be successful. Yeah, it, It's a spiritual thing, and it's not through earthly logic. Yeah. And I watch people all the time who actually are smart in their head, and that's been their strength, so that's their go-to. Mm-hmm. In other words, their logic is their source, and they yeah. don't realize they're shooting themselves in, in the foot because they're handling spiritual things, which is what Second Corinthians talks about, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. That's right. That's right. They're of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So they're handling spiritual th- things with their earthly, fleshly logic, expecting it to work. It doesn't work that way. But people will only, well, I'll believe that when I understand it. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, you're basically saying, I will take and I will right. believe a spiritual thing, when I understand it with my fleshly logic, that's such that's an important. backwards. That's right. You actually yield to what the word says. Open up your spirit, man, to what the Bible says, and your spirit will teach your
1: your logic yeah. what to think. That's so good.
0: Yeah, it. You don't you don't put the cart
1: before when the. When I course. heard you talking about that, it may it, it really made so much more sense. Yes, or whatever, yeah, whatever. But it, it it triggered something in me to understand at a higher level because. So for so long, so many years, forever, you always get it to drop from your head to your heart is yes. the, the direction, the things that people would say. Yes. You have to get an understanding, and then faith will come because you understand it. It's like, Correct. no, you believe it. Yes. You believe what the Word says, and you just keep holding to that, and eventually it'll, your mind will catch up.
0: Faith and hope are literally things yeah. that you utilize when you don't see it, which yeah. also means when you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So you don't apply faith when you understand it. You apply faith so that you can understand that's, that's it. That's so good. That's right? a
1: great distinction. So
0: uh, Barrett yeah. said this. She said, I used to ask pastor logical questions about the word super often. And you, we, we've been taught to think that's spiritual. Right. Like The more logical questions I ask about the word, the more <laughs> spiritual I am. It's actually the more fleshly and carnal you are. <laughs> That's actually what that is. Yep. Like you're trying to you're trying to approach something spiritual in a worldly way, but you've been taught that in church, yeah. not in this church and not on this teaching because, Amen. because we see it. But it, she said finally, after what felt like a zillion time, a pastor tell me, stop trying to figure this out in your head, in your <laughs> logic. She said, I got it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: <A> zillion <laughs> so times There's yes. a whole
0: teaching on that on yes. the flow of knowledge that's... and if you haven't seen that you need to see it and I'll tell you the majority of the American church is doing it backwards yep it's doing it completely contrary to the word and they've been taught to do it that's yep. how they've been taught to do it and they're teaching people to approach everything logically and carnally and they don't even know And it. it's a
1: fortress that yeah, they aren't casting definitely. down because it's elevated itself against the knowledge of God. Because yeah. God tells us to go from faith to understanding. Yes. And they're doing it from understanding to possibly faith. Yeah, and most of the time not. Right. Yeah, most of the time not. Faith sir. is just something that happens randomly.
0: Good luck. So you can see <laughs> when they're here in logic uh, and they're creating yeah. their own speculations, their own strongholds, it's not producing at the end of verse 4, yep. which don't help people live a life of faith in God. Yeah. It doesn't help people. It actually holds them back. That's right. All right, verse 5. Verse 5
1: says, The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. Then he goes on, But some people have missed the whole point. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. They have turned away from these things, Uh, And spend their time in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they are talking about, even though they speak so confidently.
0: Wow. I literally watched this. There's two guys Mm. that are considered some of the smartest people in the world right now. And uh, Mm. one's a Jew and one's a Christian. And they got together friendly Mm -hmm. to talk about Judaism and Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I sat there, and they're brilliant. They're brilliant Mm -hmm. men. Mm -hmm. They're brilliant men. And I sat there watching them, and I thought, dear God, (laughs) neither one of them have a clue what they're talking about. Everything they're talking about is totally fleshly, carnal logic. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the Spirit. and, And they think they know what they're talking about and 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 they're I like I like them both. Sure, sure. I like them both. They're genius. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny and they talk so confidently. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting here having applied this and walking and I'm like they don't, they don't know what they're talking
1: about. The fun, yeah, no. the the funny kind of sad part is they're both talking from a law perspective. Yes, correct. Even the, the Christian who's yeah. supposed to be in the new covenant of grace, he's still in a uh, law mindset because it's all about logic performance, reason, all those things.
0: Very, very Mm -hmm. true. So if we're not supposed to think on earthly logic, what do we think on? Why'd God give us a brain? Which I hear all the time. Well, God gave me a brain for a reason. And man, people use that as a, man, they use that as their own stronghold to not let go of their stronghold. That's,
1: (laughs) yep, that's so true. It's so backwards.
0: I know. Well, why did God give me a brain then? God gave me a brain uh, for a reason. Yes, he did. Sure. And did you know that as amazing as this sounds, that he actually told you in the Bible what to use that brain for. That What? He actually actually told us what to do.
1: Seriously? How does that happen? I am not kidding. It's like he knew he's doing. He told us. What?
0: It's amazing how many people have missed it.
1: (laughs) But he told us. But I want it to be my own definition of what I need to use my brain for.
0: But let's start with one that would back up how most people think, Mm -hmm. but let's go on to explain and show the full context of Scripture, okay? (laughs) So Luke 14, 28 -hmm. and verse 31, Jesus is talking. These are red letters. These are red. He says, for which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost, to see? see if he has enough to complete it. See, right God there. wants
1: us to figure out a plan. I know. If he see, tells you to do something, sit down and figure out how to do it. He wants us to
0: figure out a plan, so he wants me to use my brain. That's right. That is true. What does he want you to use your brain for? Now, that's a different... Well, he wants me to calculate the cause. Okay, how? Uh, because you got to look at the full context of Scripture and the full counsel of Scripture to know how he wants you to do it. And you start hmm. seeing it a couple of verses later, even though it looks like it's the same. It's not. What? Uh, verse 31... It says, or what king, when he sets out to meet another king in Mm -hmm. battle, will he not first sit down and consider whether he is strong enough with 10,000 men to encounter the one coming against him with Mm 20,000? Now, Jesus is telling this. you got to know the context of what he's saying. Jesus is saying this so that when you, the context is, when you decide to go after Christ, know that it's going to cost you. If he's going to be Lord then everything else in your life bows to the Lord. That's right. That means I'm willing to put to death everything in my life mm-hmm. when I make him Lord. Yep. My finances are not mine. Even though God still allows me to make a choice with it, I should see myself as having no options. Mm-hmm. Right? I choose. Our our, our His lordship That's... in our lives is a choice of love. Yep. And although I have a choice, the proper choice is mm-hmm. to give myself no choices. That's right. Right? That's, That's right. the choice yeah. of love. Yep. In other words, if he made me do that, now I'm void of a choice and I'm void of love. Yeah. Well, love is the backing factor of everything in the kingdom of God. So he yeah. can't take away my choice. But if I'm going to choose correctly, mm-hmm. I give my choices up. Yep. Right, and yep. this is what Jesus is saying. He said, "Before you start going around and ministering the word and preaching the word, you need to make sure. Yep, you need to make sure. Yeah, that's, that's right, like
1: Brock. Brock. He yeah, says that's my too many. Buddy, that's who.
0: That's fishing? my fish I buddy. I went to
1: Thailand with him.
0: Awesome. Yeah. He says too many people want to make him savior. They want to be saved that's from right. hell, but they don't want to make him Lord." Where he's Amen. in control. That's right. And this is the same way in our thoughts. They're, I want you to be Lord, but I'm not willing to think differently. That's right. Right. That's not making him Lord. So he's saying here that you count the cost before before you jump all in in that way. He's saying, if you want to be my disciple, yeah. right, Yep. you can be born again, but in order to make him Lord and be the disciple, you've got to go all in with him. That's and right. he's saying count the cost. Now watch this, though. Because the full counsel of the Word says this, and even this passage teaches Mm -hmm. them. Because aren't we supposed to use our brain to logically figure out what the cost is? Yes, but really no. (laughs) Because here's why. That's right. If you look at verse 31, you look in the original language, and it says, when you consider uh, whether he's strong enough to win that battle, Mm -hmm. that actually means, and if you go to the literal language, it'll say this, it actually means you consult mm. in other. All right. Now, who, how do we consult in yeah. the Bible? Who are we? So consulting? I'm not yeah. coming up with my own plans. I'm consulting. That's right. I'm consulting. So he's saying, hey, when you're going through life, you need to think through these things, but it's how we think through these things and how we process it that you don't want to make an assumption on. That's right. The Bible teaches us to consult with wise counsel and wise counsel are people mm-hmm. that know the word and living by the word and by scripture itself so that's the wise counsel that's right and when, go ahead. sorry i
1: said yesterday we talked about when you identify because talking about identifying yes. the cost once you get the answer from the word You no longer consult with flesh and blood. You no longer consult. You don't need to consult with people telling you. You already know the answer. Yeah, with earthly logic, with all these reasons, with all the calculations, be done with it and go with what God said. So
0: this is what you saw in some good kings in the Bible. Lord, shall I go against them? Go against them for you will win. Okay, that's the word of the Lord. Now I don't need to figure out how I'm going to win. You told me I'm going to win So because you told me Yep. How do I do that? That's right. Now, I take my consultation and I take my consideration yep. from the Lord. And in the New Testament, he says, the children of God are led by the Spirit of God in Romans chapter 8. That's right. Right? Yep. So my consultation is from the Lord, mm-hmm. either through other godly men or from God himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's where my consultation comes from. Has and I be. make sure I confirm it. That's right. And I love this verse in Acts 17 28. He says, for in him, yes. we live and move and have our being. So when he, when he makes this statement, all of our motion and all of our fullness of life mm-hmm. and everything that yeah. is to come into being is to come into being through who? Through him. That's right. Through fellowship. So my brain is not there to logic it all out by itself in carnal logic. Mm-hmm. My brain is there to actually be able to receive the consultation and the wisdom from Lord James chapter 1. If you lack mm-hmm. wisdom, how does ask. he tell us to get wisdom? How does he tell us to count the cost and get wisdom? Yeah. If you lack wisdom, ask God. Yep. And with right. the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will lead us, mm-hmm. right? In him, in Christ. We live and move and have our being. So, that when you take the full counsel of the word, this is not you by yourself figuring out how to build a tower with all of your wisdom. That's right. This is not you by yourself figuring out how to go to war. Mm-hmm. This is you leaning on God in his grace say, Lord, you have wisdom for me. What is it you have to show me? You go get in him and in him, in that fellowship with him, the wisdom comes. And now I'm able to take the word of God and the wisdom of God and apply it. Yes, I can build this yeah. tower. Yes, yeah. I will win this war. That's yes, right. I will be successful in this business. Mm-hmm. You gave me this idea That's right. because our success comes from him. Yeah. Our life Our fullness of life comes from Him. So when you look at this, a carnal person would look at that and say, See, God wants me to use my head. But when you look at the fullness of the counsel of of the Word, you actually see that, no, your wisdom comes from God. Mm -hmm. Your leading comes from God. Your consultation comes from God. It all comes from Him. In other words, like, it's a crazy thought. He is our source
1: in everything. And it's amazing how it's that works. It's real. I know. It's, it's real. It's actually obtainable. Yes. To live a life very much so. where God is your source of yes. whatever you need. Exactly. It's it's I think people just oh well that's just you know that's just out there. We have, we live in a real world. We have these real problems. All these things. Yeah. Well, that's the problem is you're living in this world. Live yeah. in the spirit. And you'll, you'll, you'll get the things of the Spirit, which will lead you into victory, lead you into peace, lead you into all the things that you need to know to live victorious, to recognize the distraction, yes. to put it down, to destroy it, and move on. And if it ever comes back, it's easily recognizable. It's easier to destroy and move on. It doesn't even slow you down.
0: Yes, correct. You move straight through it. You're efficient. Yeah. You're productive. Why? Wow. Yeah. Because God, God was in it from the get go. Yeah, that's right. In Him, we do everything. Where from? In Him. That's right. We're in Him. Yeah. We don't have to reach outside of. Why yeah. would I be in Him, where full wisdom and right. counsel is, and then say, "Oh, but I've got to win this battle or build this company that's or, right. or let me reach outside and back into a corrupted world"? That use that mm-hmm. logic when I'm sitting in the very definition of all that's wisdom
1: right. and. Let me just jump on this little soapbox for a second. Please, dude. For pastors, <laughs> for ministers, for people who have a call of God, it's like you get a call of God and you see where you're going. Or even if you're not in fivefold, but you have something in your life that God's calling you to, don't start researching and looking into, and man, people are probably going to hate on this, but don't jump into all these leadership podcasts and yes. leadership teaching and all these development thinking, how to get your church to 200 and all these different things that are maybe things that God told that person to do for their church, but it's not necessarily for every church. That's right. Yes. Understand and find out what yes. God has told you to do and do that. Yes. And if any of these other things, he leads you to those. Yes. Then listen to Him and apply what is there. Only the things the Holy Spirit says that. Yes. Not Correct. all of it, because man... You can get very distracted and get very off track and get so carnally minded and sourced that you shift yourself from being God sourced to carnality yes. sourced, yes. and you are building a wrong foundation.
0: So, literally, what you just said is literally everything that we're doing should mm-hmm. be based in a word of God. Yes and only from a Word of God, yep. and should never get off of the mm-hmm. Word of God. It, yep. In other words, because watch this, this is what I've watched so many times. People will hear from the Lord, like legit hear yeah. from the Lord, get it confirmed, but then all of a sudden a thought comes in that it might not work, they might not be made for this, mm-hmm. um, I'm not good enough, yeah. I'm, I'm beating myself up, oh, I sinned yesterday, and it's like, well, yep. didn't God know that you were going to sin? Didn't God know whether or not you were yeah. you were good enough when he said it the first time? Yeah. Didn't
1: God know that? He, he knew He knew things. He I, are things.
0: you trying to tell me yeah. that he couldn't see that that question would come up yeah. and he was just going to push you through it even though it, it wasn't? No, he knew. He knew he was good enough when he said yeah. it. That's why it's so important to get his word first. And once That's you have right. his word, anything Settled. that tries to loft itself higher, any doubt, that tries to loft itself Mm -hmm. as a vain imagination higher than God, our job is to take that thing, cast it down, and destroy it, and stop acting like it's a viable thought. That's right. It's not viable. Mm -hmm. It's not even close to godly. It's evil even if it doesn't sound it or come pronouncing itself as evil. It's evil because... It's coming contrary to what God said. It's
1: not life-giving.
0: No, it's correct. It's It's, not victory-giving. That's right. It's death. It's it's, lack.
1: It's stealing from you, it's killing you, or it's
0: destroying you. And the Bible shows that clearly. Mm -hmm. So what did he tell us to think on? Think on his wisdom. Think on his counsel. Receive that in him in intimate fellowship with him. But look at this. Here's three verses that show us pretty plainly the general context of thought that we mm-hmm. should have hebrews 3:1 yeah therefore holy brethren partakers of a heavenly co- calling here's what to think on consider jesus <laughs> the apostle and yeah. high priest of our confession now he's going on to have another point but he tells us right yeah. there here's what you think on jesus who he is his life how he did it yes. what he wants you to do how he's empowered you what yes. he's done for you Consider Jesus, how he loved you, how God raised him supernaturally yes, from right. the grave and yes. gave you resurrection power, yes. where he's sitting now in heavenly places, the King of kings yes. and the Lord of lords. Consider Jesus. He's not sick, and you're in him, and he's in you. That's right. He's not in lack, and you're in him, and he's in you. Here's what you think, on: Consider Jesus. Yes, that's right. It's, consider Jesus.
1: And it yeah. back there just referencing the first scripture we use in verse 6. You bring it into the obedient I'm sorry verse 5. You bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, not our yes. obedience to Christ, it's the obedience of Christ. How obedient was him? Yes. Was was he? Yes. Was he? Yes. He was yes. obedient to death, even death on the cross from Philippi. And if he did that, why did he do that? It wasn't just so he could die. Yes. And not just save you and send you to heaven. <laughs> he did that so you could live victoriously here now as he is. So are we. Yes. He wants us to have victory now. Yes. Peace now. Everything that is going on in your life, contrary to the knowledge of God. What does God know about you? He knows everything. Everything. What, what yeah. are his, and it's only good. Yeah. And it's, and it's godly. It's it's for us. So why don't we get into his knowledge Yes. of who we are? Think like he thinks. Think like he thinks. And if we have something outside, like you bring it to the yeah. obedience of Christ. If Christ had something come contrary to it, he's like, no, my obedience is to go to the cross. Yes. Did he have opportunities to go different ways? I believe he did. I, I believe he had thoughts. Yes. And he had people saying things to him like, oh, no, master, we'll never let this happen. <laughs> Right, we're your best right. friends. We're God with you. You know, we're helping yes, you. Yeah. But don't do what God's telling you to do. He had these opportunities. He had temptations. He had thoughts. But he cast them down, and he was obedient to God, and he went to the cross for you, for me, to deliver us from everything that sin tries to bring against us, That's from right. death, from destruction, from things being stolen in your life, not a chance. Yes. He died so we can live a life. And that life in abundance.
0: Amen. Yeah. So that's 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 it. We're considering yep. him and yep. everything about him. Yeah, in that way. Look at this. Here's second verse. Yeah. Here's what you use your brain for. That's right. Second verse. Put it in the first verse was Hebrews 3.1. Put that in the comments. Second verse, Joshua 1-8. Mm-hmm. Joshua 1-8. This book of the law or the word. The word shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it. Day and night. That's right. You want to know what to use your brain for? Consider Jesus. Mm-hmm. Think on the word day and night. And so that you may be careful to do all, do according to all that's written in it. And then for then, yep. you will make your way prosperous. That's and right. then you will have success.
1: Amen. Yeah. And, and I love that. It's you will make your way prosperous yes. by meditating on the word. Not by if you meditate on it, yes. God's going to just do it. Yes. God's already done it. You're going to tap into his knowledge of the healing power you need in your yes. life. You're going to tap into the knowledge of God. Yes. And now you get in your spirit, and all of a sudden, oh, wow, I am in Christ. Yes. I yeah. am healed. He's not sick. Yes. I'm not <laughs> sick. I'm healed. That's right. And now I'm healed. Holy cow, I'm Amen. healed. <laughs> and you move into that knowledge. And, you know, it, it's. I, I was just looking earlier in Second Peter 1, it talks, you know, so many people, we talk, you talked Monday about grace to help yeah. you. If you want more grace and you want more peace in your life, most people think they need to pray for those things. Right. And God, give me more grace, give me more peace. He's already given it. Yeah. It says, how does that come? In Second Peter 1, it says, it comes through the knowledge, knowledge. of God. Yes. You get to know yes. God and know not just who he is, but what he's done for yes. you now that grace to accomplish what he's called you to do is there. The peace walking it out is there for you. You're not held in captivity. You're not yes. held in bondage. You are now set free yes. to live your life according to how he's called you.
0: Well, think about going to, going to the you know, convenience store and you want to buy a soda. Mm-hmm. And you go there and you sit there in front of the counter. Oh, dear God. Give me a soda. Oh, dear God, give me a soda. Oh, dear God, I just believe you for a soda. Yes. I believe you for grace and peace for this soda, right? Soda, soda. soda. yeah, yes. amen. And and, and then somebody, your friend walks in and goes, why are you praying? Mm-hmm. And and he says, well, I'm just believing God for a soda. He's like, I put $20 in your pocket before you left. Reach in your pocket. Yeah. And they reach in their pocket and grab $20, and they're like, Oh. And they, they never needed to pray for the soda. They yep. already had provision. Yep. They just needed the knowledge that it was there. Yep, yep. They just needed knowledge. And so if they had knowledge that it was there, they would have never gone to pray for it. Mm-hmm. They just would have utilized what they already had. Yep. And that's how it is with grace and, mercy. and that's, that's why right. the knowledge of God. And so what you can see, what are we supposed to think on? And we're going to give three things mm-hmm. here. The first thing to think on Jesus, consider Amen. Jesus. Yep. Second thing to think on is the Word. Word of God. This is what you use your brain for, yep. to meditate on. Jesus, the Word of God, this is the knowledge we need to get in us, and then when we get it in us, we'll just use it right. Mm-hmm. The third thing is Philippians 4, 8. I love this verse. Yeah. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely... Whatever is of good repute, which means mm-hmm. a good report, if there's any excellence, and if there's anything worthy of praise, dwell uh, on these things. Yeah. King James says, "Think on these things." So you got three scriptures telling you three things to to think on: mm-hmm. Jesus, the Word of God, all the promises and the character and nature of God that's in the Word. Jesus, the Word, and things that are worthy of praise. Yeah. In other words, I'll say this to people all the time. If a thought enters your brain and it doesn't make you put your hands up and worship and praise God, it's not from God. <laughs> and it's not and it's the wrong thought. Yeah. Right? Yep. And and he may say, "Hey, this person's bad." But why is he telling you that that person's bad and needs to be kicked out of the out of the team? He's telling you that so that you'll be able to praise him. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to help you go to another level. So he says, literally, if there's anything worthy of praise, you dwell on that. You don't dwell on something if it's not worthy of praise. This is an all the time absolute. If it doesn't make your hands raise and praise Mm -hmm. to God, stop thinking on it. Don't give it an instant.
1: That's right. No, I was just saying yesterday, there was people commenting about, you know, they feel condemned because they've sinned, or they feel condemned because they're not doing enough. Like, yeah. that is such a deception of the enemy. You're doing things for God. You're working for him, but it's not enough. Correct, right. yeah. And again, that's a performance mindset. When we were in uh, Thailand uh, last fall with uh, Global Ventures, yeah. uh, John Smithwick talked to uh, some of this really high-up Hindu priest and or Hindu monk, and he, was, he got to the point, he's like, so when have you done enough to get, yeah. that you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you're going to heaven or, you know, whatever they call it. And the guy said, you never know. You never know. So he's always on this mindset, like, I've got to do more. You're on this never-ending treadmill of performance that you have, and it's all up to you and what you can do. Thank God for his grace, for his peace, for his mercy, because it's not up to what we've done. It's up to Jesus and his obedience And he took care of all of it. So we are in him. So we live (laughs) in his, we live in his death. We live in his resurrection. We live in his ascension. We live in his current state, who he is now. Yes. And we live in the victory that's in him. Yes, that's right. We don't have to worry or think about or or meditate on, am I doing enough? And feel condemned because we're not doing. If you're doing what God told you to do, that's more than enough. That's enough. Just live
0: in it. Amen. Just be obedient today we have the statement yeah. allow abide listen and obey and we we did a a teaching a few weeks ago talking about you already mm-hmm. you're looking for victory recognize you already have it you're yeah. already That's in right. victory you're in Christ you're in victory you're not you're not looking like yeah. you're not the sick trying to get over to the healed place. That's right. You're not the unvictorious looking to get over to the victorious place. No, yeah. you're already healed. You're just making, you're appropriating your healing. You're, That's right. You're bringing the authority to make it so. That's right? right. You're already healed. You're already victorious. You're just grabbing a hold of the victory that you <laughs> already have. That's right. In Christ. These That's are good. the thoughts that mm-hmm. we need to keep... Uh, Kevin Buck said earlier, he said, don't lean on your own understanding. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to lean on your own logic, your own understanding. You're supposed to meditate on Jesus, yep. what he's done, who he is, who we are in him, and meditate on the word mm-hmm. and meditate on things worthy of praise. That's, That's it. That's what we use our brain for. We stay in fellowship with him, and yep. in him comes the counsel of logic that we need, comes the wisdom. In him mm-hmm. comes counsel. In him comes wisdom. In him comes plans for a full life, yes. uh, the fullness of life in Acts 17, 28, and earlier, Brock said, mm-hmm. uh, John 10, 10, yes. life to the full till it overflows. Yes, that's right. In him comes the things that we need to come into being and manifest. Where does it come from? In him. That's right. In him comes the places that we are to go so we can move there, how to get there, the provision, where? In him. It all comes in that intimate fellowship with him. That's right. And I set my mind to meditate on what he told me to think on, not to figure out everything on my own. Mm-hmm. If I'm in him, I never have to reach out into the world and use that right. logic to get wisdom that I already have in him. That's right. I don't have to go outside of mm-hmm. him to do it. I just stay in him, yep. meditate on him, worship him, praise him, and he inhabits <laughs> Me. Yes, that's right. He inhabits my logic. Yep. He inhabits my wisdom. Yep. All right. So now, when we find deception, distractions, mm-hmm. speculations, vain imaginations, yeah, what do we do? How do we destroy it? The last little piece here. Mm-hmm. First thing we'll look at is Romans chapter twelve
1: and verse yeah. one and two. Will you read that? Sure. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present. Your body's a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect.
0: Glory to God. So verse 1, you give yourself to Jesus yeah. You make him the Lord of everything, right. the Lord of everything. I find that, now watch this. I want you to see this. How does he say that it will become easy and light in Matthew 11? The first thing he says, come to him. Mm-hmm. Then he says, do it my way. Take my yoke on you. I'll teach you how to do it my way. That's right. But the first step is come to him. I've found that most people that really, really struggle in their brain They still have things that they think they have to do it a certain way. And they won't let go of that path. They won't let go of that pattern. No, I have to do it this way. What you're telling me might be good, but it's not that important. It's small. No, it's a way of God. Mm -hmm. It's a way of God. And if it's a way of God, you need to do it and make him Lord. So he says first, present your body a living and and holy sacrifice acceptable to the Lord. In other words, I give Jesus lordship over every thought process. I give Jesus lordship over every habit. I give Jesus lordship over every action. He has lordship. I am a sacrifice living, yes, Mm -hmm. but I have crucified the flesh's ways, habits, patterns, thoughts. Right? So the first thing is come to him. But then he Mm. says... And don't be molded into the thinking of the world or the conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes. Okay, how do Mm. we renew our mind? If we're going to destroy speculations and distractions, we come to him, Mm -hmm. we give him lordship of every area of our life, and if that's challenged and my flesh wants to hold on to doing it this way, I step into humility and I say, no, I'm, right. I'm, I humble myself, That's Lord, it. if there's a better way than I've done it all my life, even though I was taught that way in church, yep. Lord, I humble myself to you. You show me how to do it, I will do it that way, yeah. right? And then, and that'll be confirmed in the Word. Mm-hmm. It'll be confirmed in your uh, your pastor and spiritual mm-hmm. leaders yep. in that way. He says, but then you give yourself to the Word. So as you get in that Word and you see the way to do things, you know the full context of it. It says in Ephesians five twenty six that Jesus sanctifies His bride or the yep. body of Christ, yep. having cleansed her by the washing of the water of the Word. So okay. good. You have to allow the Word to have place in your life. That's right. And you have to be willing to change your past habits. Even if you learned them in church, Mm -hmm. especially if you learned them in the world, you have to be willing to change your way of doing things, your way of approaching things, your way of thinking things, and let the Word be king. That's right. Let the Word
1: be Lord. Final authority. And it will wash
0: over you, and it'll cleanse your way of thinking. It'll cleanse. That'll start the process of destroying those distractions. Now, here's another way. I want you to see this. So Ephesians Mm -hmm. 4 and verse 14 and 15. As a result of something, we will no longer be children Mm -hmm. tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and craftiness in deceitful scheming. Now, I, we look at that verse and we're like, somebody's going to be trying to trick me. Mm-hmm. Somebody's scheming against me and the craftiness, uh, craftiness of men, the trickiness of men, and the winds of doctrine. And we think those winds of doctrine, yeah. we think those winds of doctrine is like somebody teaching us that Jesus didn't come in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And that is one, but that's a major one. But a wind of doctrine it can just be a breeze of wrong thinking. That's right. A doctrine is thinking yeah. wrongly about something. Mm-hmm. And so this literally is an answer yeah. to destroying speculations and distractions. So he says there's a way to to be mm-hmm. no longer children. That's right. Have you ever gone to you ever gone to the ocean and and you mm-hmm. had little kids with oh, you? Yeah. And like two-year-old kid, they go out in the ocean, they're like getting knocked all over the place. But what's the adult doing? The adult's standing there strong, holding their hand. They won't go anywhere because the adult's gone. Right. Waves aren't bothering the adult because they have an, they're weighted and grounded. That's right. The children doesn't have that weightiness yet. And so that's what he's describing. You're no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves yeah. and carried about. And he says, these winds of doctrine... The trickery of men can be my own interior uh, inner trickery Mm -hmm. where I've tricked myself, right? It originates from you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. from the flesh that I had before. The craftiness and deceitful scheming can be the corruption in my own flesh. It doesn't have to be outside of me. Most of the time, it's actually not. Actually, right. it, most of the time, That's right. most trickery and deceitful scheming that I see comes from within yeah. people. Yeah. Honestly, like I've been doing this for years now, decades. Mm-hmm. Most of it comes from within themselves. Yep. That's how they get off base. And every wind of doctrine. So he's saying these thoughts and this trickery and what we think, it can blow you around like waves knock around a That's kid. right. That's right. But you don't have to be that way. <laughs> but speaking the truth, mm-hmm. when I speak, where where does speaking start from? In my thinking. Your thinking. So Mine. when I mm-hmm. speak out what I'm thinking, which is truth based on love. Yeah. So in order, if I change my way of thinking and speak in truth. That's right. I grow up in all aspects into him who is the head. I grow up. My thinking is washed my yes. my distractions are destroyed, yep. my speculations are cast down and destroyed because i'm thinking on the right things, and I'm not following every wind of thinking yeah. that the world or even my flesh has can you Can you see that in these verses there's a solution there's a solution to these distractions mm-hmm. there is a put it in the comments there's a solution yes to speculation mm-hmm. and vain imagination. There's a solution. So he says all of this as a result of something. Then it becomes very important for us to back up and find mm-hmm. out what was the, yeah. this the result of, all right? Back up to verse 11. Mm-hmm. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists. How do we not be tossed around and distracted? Some as pastors and teachers. Because the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers mm-hmm. that are that are moving by the word, and of course Hebrews 6.12 says, follow those who through faith and patience are inheriting the promises. Mm-hmm. So you, we're not talking about people with a title of That's apostle right. or a pastor or whatever that aren't seeing fruit. We're talking about you follow apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers that have constant fruit in their yeah. life. Yeah. And he says, when... When you follow them, they will equip the saints for the work of service. They will build up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith. And what? How many times does this come up? And we attain yeah. the knowledge of the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we attain the the knowledge, knowledge and grow to a mature man, yeah, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ, Mm -hmm. verse 13, 14, and as a result, we will no longer be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, carried about by every wind of thought. Mm -hmm. So who helps us? First of all, the word of God helps us destroy distractions, but the teaching by anointed apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers will do it. And there's not another way to get around that. This is the way that God has deemed necessary to grow us to the fullness of the stature of Christ so that when waves come, we're not beat around by them. That's right. When, when thinking comes, So, this is where we need people in our lives. We are interdependent. We're not independent. We're not completely dependent. We're interdependent. That's right. right. And so, we need pastors. That's right
1: why well, it's so important to Correct. be in a good word church. Very, very and important. You cannot just do this on your own. You know, the phrase, I am the church, and I understand I, the I concept, yeah. but you are not the complete church in and of by yourself. Correct. You are a part of the body of Christ. Yes. You are not the church.
0: Yes. yes. Now,
1: you might be the only church somebody sees. Correct. And so you have to be that representation, but you better go back and get connected to the rest of the body yes. to get uh, to have leadership, to have somebody spiritual leading or um, speaking into your life, helping protect you and recognizing when a false thought, a false doctrine, a false uh, imagination comes, you rec- they might recognize it for you where you can't because you're blinded by some things. You have the perception, you have the predisposition like, oh, this is where God's taken me. They might recognize uh, you're off track. Yes. And they can speak into your life and help you, but if you're not in a church and you're not submitted to a spiritual authority, you are blown around yes, by yes. every wind of doctrine. You're knocked to and fro, and you don't even know it. I know somebody uh, right now who's trying to do some things uh, for God and doing some things, but he's not submitted to a church. He believes he pretty much knows more than every pastor in the yes. town, and they, you know he can't really learn anything, and so sorry he's, you know he doesn't go. And I mean, he's so off base, he doesn't even realize it. But he's not submitted to anybody for any accountability, any leadership, any help, any um, just guidance. So if you're watching, man, be in a good word church. If you're here, Albemarle, be here at Boomerang. If you're in Evansville, be at Hope City. If you're anywhere else, get to know and find a good word church. The Lord will actually direct you to the church you're supposed to be planted in. He will actually do it. The Holy Spirit will guide you and do that to you. Um, We have a uh, a testimony of somebody in our church that we just have a a sign at a little league field. That's Hope City Church. Yeah. About all. But they were there because their kid played baseball, and they said every time they were sitting there watching their kid play, they saw that sign. Yeah. And they ended up coming and getting miracles for their life and being set free in areas. And, I mean, it's God. just it's awesome. Glory to
0: God, I see Bethany. Hello, Bethany. Yeah, that's awesome. So I just put it up here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How to destroy distractions and speculations. Number yes. one, come to Jesus. Two, make Him the Lord of everything. everything. Three, wash yourself with the Word of God. Yes. Four. Submit the spiritual leaders. I would say the ascension gifts, if you want to get technical. Right, sure. Uh, When he ascended on high, he gave gifts to men, Mm -hmm. the ascension gifts. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Mm -hmm. In that process of all of those things, gain knowledge of God and Jesus. Mm -hmm. And six, apply that knowledge in the Word. Now, I'll say this. When you have a distraction, you first have to recognize that distraction. So you've got to know the Word. But when you recognize this is a distraction, this is not a thought from God, this yep. is not yep. something that causes me to raise my hands and praise, right? Yep. This, is, this is contrary to who Jesus is. This is not triumph that God's always leading me That's to. Right. Any of those things will identify distractions. Then instantly you want to know what the word or the promise is, the scripture is that combats that thing. That's right. And to take that thought captive, I go in and I find my promise. For example, let's say that sickness tries to come up against Mm -hmm. you, and I think, oh, man, am I getting sick? Then what you do is you say, nope, sickness is below that victory line. Mm -hmm. This is a distraction. This is a speculation trying to exalt itself or loft itself above Christ, to sit itself on the throne instead of Jesus. I'm not letting it happen so now what if, if sickness is trying to get me? Well, that's natural in a corrupted world, mm-hmm. but I'm in the world, but not of the world. It's not natural for my spirit man. Right, because right. My spirit man is in Jesus and he is completely whole. And so I, I go and I find the scripture that on that cross, he bore my sins yes. and my sicknesses. He carried both of them yeah. by his stripes. I was Healed, right? By his stripes, I was healed. I'm not going to get healed. I've already been healed in Jesus' name. Yeah. He sent his word and healed them. He is by his own pronunciation, on his own declaration, Jehovah Rapha, mm-hmm. the Lord who heals me. Yes. I'm yes. the healed of the Lord. And you can go on That's and right. on. I'm redeemed from every sickness and disease because sickness is disease is under the curse, and I'm redeemed from the curse. That's right. I can healing is the children's bread, right? Yes. I there's so many scriptures about how I'm healed. Beloved above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health. Well, mm-hmm. I receive your love, Lord, yes. and you want me to be in health, so I receive yes. all that. I'm yes. the healed of the That's Lord. Right. And as I'm as you're saying that and confessing the word out of your mouth, you take that distraction and you push it down and mm-hmm. you punish that disobedience, and put it in its place. Yes, This is how we need to destroy it. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, you've got to come to Jesus, make him Lord, mm-hmm. know the word, wash yourself with the word, submit the spiritual leaders, and gain knowledge of God and Jesus. But yeah. then you have to apply it by speaking the word and acting on that faith. Yeah. You have to speak the word. Let that Let that yes. scripture get in you. And Jesus gives us the perfect example of this. First of all, mm-hmm. did Jesus come to the Father and yield to Him? Yes. Yes, He did. Yep. Did Jesus make the Father Lord of His life? He sure did. He said, "I I don't do anything but what I see the Father do." Mm-hmm. Did He wash Himself with the Word? How yes. many Scriptures could He quote? All. All, all of, them. He, yeah, <laughs> all he of was, them. he was. He was. Yeah. He knew the Word. Did He submit to the spiritual Father? Look mm-hmm. at Him when He was twelve. Where yeah. he, where was he found? In his father's house, listening and talking with mm-hmm. the priest. He submitted himself in, yeah. in those ways, yeah. right, to the spiritual leaders. Did he gain knowledge of who he was? He knew who he was. Yeah. He had found himself That's in Scripture.
1: Right. He, we, ga- he gained ugh, knowledge even of should, himself in Scripture. Yeah, we need to find ourselves in Scripture. Yes,
0: yes. Ugh. And then in Matthew 4, verse 1 through 4, yeah. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted forty days, forty nights, he became hungry. Now mm-hmm. that's a thought. That's a that's a speculation. You're gonna die out here. That's right. You're hungry, right? Yep. It's he's trying to the devil's trying to set up the temptation.
1: I think it's so and I think it's interesting that he fasted forty days and forty nights, he became hungry. It doesn't say he became thirsty. Yeah. And so there's a Small distinction with that, but he did receive water. Yes. And he took it, but he crucified the desire for food and for anything natural in his life. If you go 40 days without, you're dead. Physically, you're a dead man. So he he had water, but he did not have food. He crucified his flesh in the beginning of his ministry. He was proclaiming through his actions, God, you are Lord of my life. Yes. All the natural things are fallen under, and under my feet, I am pursuing you. Amen. He, that was him crucifying
0: yes. and making That's the right. Father Lord of That's all. Right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, amen. Yep. It says, and the tempter came and said to him, if you are the <laughs> Son of God, command these stones to be bred. This is direct yes. speculation trying to vain imagination yep. Yep. and logic and all of these temptations. Logic trying to exalt itself higher and put itself on the throne of Jesus' life. Amen. Jesus, because he knew the word, because he had come to the Father and yielded to him and submitted himself, he knew this was mm-hmm. a vain imagination. Yep. He knew it was a temptation, yep. and he answered. What did he do? He knew the word. Yep. He had a scripture that he stood on. Mm-hmm. He took the thought captive, and he just made a firm, quality decision right, right there, I'm not listening to that thought one more time. Yeah. I'm not listening to it not one more time because he answered and said, <laughs> because it is written. Yep. Here's my promise. Here's my fullness of life. Here's what's actually on the throne. Yep. You won't be on the throne. Here's what's on the throne. Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Yeah. He showed us how to do it. Yep. He showed us how to put it down. He went on with the two other temptations, did the same thing, yep. and
1: sent the devil running with a good tail beating. That's Amen. the application <laughs> of all of these. Correct. Is you That's it. speak it forth. I'm telling you, silence yes. will doom you. It's deadly. It is deadly. Yes. If you just sit there and silence, you're just trying to think your way out of it, you're done. Yes. You have got to proclaim and speak out loud the word of God in your life. He will yep. isolate you, keep you silent, and in that silence, he will he will convince you no one else understands and you will go into this speculation the spiral downward you've got to recognize it immediately proclaim the word and live above the line and that's why you have spiritual leaders if you're struggling come to your pastor yes let them know they're not going we're not going to be like oh my gosh don't you listen on sunday no it's we want to help you we talked about this yesterday our our desire is to see you fulfill Everything God has called you to in your life. And that's yes. what we want for you.
0: Amen. You said this so well. You said, if you try to think your way out of it and be yeah. silent, you're done. Yep. I cannot tell you how many times I've watched that play out. Yeah. You're, we are not created to sit silently. We are created. The word says, yeah. I mm-hmm. believed and therefore I spoke.
1: Yep. I believed and therefore I spoke. And creating the image and likeness of God. How did yes. God make anything happen? He Correct. I believe he saw it in his imagination yes. and he spoke it. Yes. And man, it And it happened. came to pass.
0: This is how you destroy right. those speculations. And so yep. we hope that you've really enjoyed yes. this last couple of days. Yes. Uh, let's just pray for everybody sure. that's watching and that may watch this and just Jesus. pray that those things, they're so very clear. Lord, we pray right yes. now that people see so clearly what is your will and what mm-hmm. isn't your will and they're strengthened with all might to destroy every vain imagination, every speculation, they're not meant to live by earthly logic, lowly earthly logic. They're meant to live... By every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, and nothing else. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, and nothing else. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, and nothing else. Every, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, and nothing else, every one of them. Father, we we focus in. We tune in, not to what we think, not to what the world thinks, not to what is even good earthly logic. That's we right. focus yes. in to every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God and nothing else. Lord, we love you. We take all those thoughts captive. We will not be distracted. We will hit the target of our destiny in Christ. In Jesus' name, we praise you and worship you. Do you have anything to pray I, out?
1: I do. I just, yeah. just throughout the um, program, I've just, one of the seeds of the enemy, these thoughts, these, this vain thought is, Somebody's dealing with like divorce, and it's this seed that they've tried fighting and tried dealing with. They they and they they feel like they're still in love with their spouse or whatever. But it's this thought that keeps coming back. Maybe it was planted by a parent and their divorce or whatever. But I'm telling you, this is the way to victory. What we talked today, yeah. divorce is not God's will. He wants <laughs> He wants you to stay in covenant with each other. And so yeah. I just, I felt like, man, we need to, I just need to identify this and call yeah. this out because God, this was for you today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, the, the answer is here. Keep pursuing him. Keep speaking the word and get rid of, you have to destroy that thought. You give it no place. If yes. you entertain it for a while, for an hour, yeah. and then you try, you're you're just letting it grow. Immediately put it down. Yes. And destroy it. So Father, I just thank you for your word, for your truth, for the Holy Spirit who's speaking to each and every person right now. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for identifying and bringing to light the seeds in our life that are there, these these wrong thoughts, wrong imaginations, not to condemn us for having them, but to reveal them so we can destroy them through your word. We can wash them clean away through the washing of your word, Father. I thank you that we are I, having them identified so we can pull them, uproot them, and destroy them in our lives, and we can live a life that's full of grace and peace because we know you. Yeah. And I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Amen.
0: Glory to God. Thank you. We love you so much. I'm so excited to watch yes. how lives trend upwards quickly Amen. by destroying these distractions. Yes. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to yes. seeing the produce yes. out of these messages. It's mm-hmm. going to be so awesome. Yes. Listen, we love you so very much. Yes. And uh, if you would like to sow today, and listen, if you want, hey, I want less of these distractions. I want to destroy these speculations. This is a good yes. message so to into sow it. into. Mm-hmm. And uh, Barrett's going to tell you about that. And uh, you should do it. If you learn, you should do something, even if it's just a dollar, you know, even if that's what, but be obedient to the Lord. Personally, when I receive the word Mm -hmm. and I receive growth, I don't let that message go by without sewing into it. If it's truth mm-hmm. and it's right, even if it even if it didn't light my fire, so to speak. That's right. But I know I don't like any message going by that I don't sew into. Mm-hmm. And uh that's important. Yeah. Even if it's something small, don't be embarrassed by that, but be obedient to whatever God tells you to do. But then if I find a message like, oh, my goodness, that lit my fire. I, I need that. Mm-hmm. Then I'll so heavy into that because I want that good word in my life. Yes. That's what uh, 2 Corinthians 9 talks That's about. Right. If you'd like to do that, you're welcome to. You don't have to. We give this to you whether you do that or That's not. That's right. That's part of our ministry. We love you so very, very much. And here is, here is Barrett to tell you about that. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow on Lunch Plus. And uh, you'll be gone. You're leaving uh, in the morning. Yes. But uh, we love you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hope you got a bunch out of this today. And destroying speculation, destroying distractions forever from this day forward. Amen. In Jesus' name.